Welcome to the Bill Experience. And today I've got Daniela, who was once my teacher. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm good today, actually. I'm big excited for this interview. I've been yeah. planning it out for like ages. Good. This is going to be, this is like the most um, biggest episode I've done recently. So. How many episodes in are we? Oh, we've done, we've done. The, the one I did interviewed my dad, interviewed my mom, interviewed my sister, and now the big guns. Yeah. <laughs> um. So now I'm out of the family. So I'm starting to branch out a bit. Yeah. Um. So we'll start with first question. What wanted? What made you want to be a teacher? Um. I, I started off uh, my path wanting to be uh, a newsreader, like Jennifer Kite on the news um, and that was more from when I was really little but now uh, then I went to uni and found out in my first year that I could do teaching um, that I could branch off and, and move that way and as soon as I, I could I found out I could then I've never looked back mm. yeah uh, quite you, you had quite the history yeah so I I, um, I was looking at doing journalism and now I'm teaching aspects of journalism so english yeah. and media studies radio production and things like that yeah, what you're media doing studies is like one of my favorite um subjects actually it is my favorite subject nowadays it incorporates english and and film production um, yeah, yeah i'm a big fan of film production nowadays and as you get a bit older um media opens up it's not just film it's photography and radio production and television and yeah, photography. We've been doing a lot of photography recently, but now we're going to film. Good. So, um, I like that. Yeah. So, uh, did you have any other jobs before being a teacher? Yeah, I've, I had a few part-time jobs while I was at uni. Um, I worked at Foxtel. I worked um, for Mushroom Records. Um, I worked at an architecture company for a short time, um, but teaching has been my main yeah. career. You said that you were a teacher for how many years? Um, I started in the year 2000, so this is my 22nd year, I think, mm. if the brass works out there. Okay. Um, so what was what is your favourite thing about teaching? So the kids, the students. Yeah. yeah, people like you. The, um, kids inspire me. They, they have no filter often. Um, they love a bit of banter. They're always in, in a... Um, They'll always tell you what they're thinking. They're, they're either in a good mood or a bad mood and they'll let you know. Um, and and often they're always up for, for having, a, you know, turning class into a good time. So there's people who love a chat. I love a chat. There's um, there's people who have skills that, that you can, you know, draw out of them. Some people um, don't believe in themselves and I can work with them and, and I get to see regularly kids um, seeing that they can overcome or achieve things that they never thought was possible before and that's just a gift every day for me yeah would you say one of your other favorite things would be the progress that the kids make like you see them from the first and then later on down the track yeah i mean in in teaching these days um there's a lot of focus a huge focus on collecting data and tracking students and where they have started and how much they've progressed and even before we we spend a lot of time with looking at analysing data, you can see that in the classroom daily. And and that's one of my favourite things is to watch kids 
grow and learn and and achieve success and and go on and produce radio programs like yourself um yeah well um so uh what was the strangest comment you've ever been asked or specifically told yeah um I mean, I've been teaching for a few years and this, um, it's a good question. I, I can't really think of too many things that, um, I mean, there, there's no silly questions. Yeah, Let's yeah, start there. Um, I, I love questions. It means that you're engaging and, and you care about what we're talking about. But, um, but often kids have had um, funny, you know, they're honest and they just comment on how you look, what you're wearing, how your hair is daily. So that's um, being used to being um, critiqued yeah. regularly by teenagers who are the coolest people on the planet. Um, that takes a bit of getting used to, but now it's normal. Yeah. Um, so, as you said, you didn't always want to be a teacher. You've always, you've wanted to be a journalist at one stage, but later on you, you realised that you wanted to be teachers. So that's, that's right, yeah? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think when I was younger, I wanted to be Jennifer Kite because she had really lovely hair. <laughs> And it was probably, you know, a small child dream looking at her on the news, um, romanticising, you know, that sort of career. But in reality, um, I think you just keep taking steps towards what you enjoy and careers happen to reveal themselves to you. So um, that's how I got into teaching. I just kept doing what I loved and now I get to teach what I love. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so if you could work anywhere else, where would you work? Um, I'd be your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love teaching. So it really doesn't matter which school I'm at. Um, it, it takes a little while to build a community of people, but as long as I'm teaching, I'm a happy camper. Yeah. So um, when you said we took a lot to get used to the community, um, you moved from, well, we'll just say my school and then another school. How was that mm-hmm. the transition period between the schools? Um, it, it takes a lot. It's if anyone has ever moved house or moved schools themselves, or you know that change from primary school to high school. It's very similar. You know, the first few weeks, even though you're a teacher, you're you're nervous. You're not sure where the classrooms are. Um, you're not sure everyone's name, what the processes are. Um, but pretty quickly, you you build a community and um, and you get to know people, and you have your in jokes, and you um, you know. You take care of each other and and you settle in and and it's lovely. Yeah, sounds sounds like you had a lot to warm up to though. Yeah, it does take a bit, um, but because I've changed schools, um, I've worked at three three main schools in my career, so this is not the first time I had to make that change. So I knew from past experience that I would be okay once I settled in. Um, and just to, to give it a bit of time. Yep. Yeah. So what do you do after a long day of teaching? Well, I come home to my kids who are, um, 11 and 13 now. Um, they're a bit older. Um, I I like to enjoy the outdoors. I, I love to swim. Um, I love to go camping, COVID approved activities. Um, you know, I like to ride bikes. Um, I like to catch up with friends. Do you have a TV series that you watch? Um, I watched The Queen's Gambit recently and I'm, I'm spoiled now for 
great TV. There's nothing that can really. That was such a great, great series. Um, I love The Crown. Um, I love all that royal stuff. Um, but yeah, no, no, I don't really. I watch a lot of YouTube. Really, I um, I I don't tend to watch a lot of movies or, or films these days. I'm a bit busy with work and kids at this stage of life. Yeah. Um. So, what was what's your morning routine like before school or even like a normal one? Like how? It, it's it, yeah, it's interesting because with COVID, do you mean or? Uh so like even like. So COVID, right, and then even before COVID, like, how was your getting up and then getting ready for school? Um, for school. Yep. Okay. So it's actually changed recently, and I think this might have a bit to do with my children growing up, and they stay up later at night, where I used to have a bit of time to myself. I I've always been a night person, and I I like a sleep in. And the last couple of years, I've completely changed, and I get up at about six or six thirty and get ready and go straight to work. And I'm there, I'm at work, I'm at school at about 7, 7.30 and not many other people are there. And it's a really great, it's almost a meditative state. It's, it's a time to just, even if I don't get a lot of work done, it's just a quiet, peaceful way to start my day um, by getting in really early. And um, the day seems to flow really calmly if you get in and take it slowly rather than rush and try and yeah. find a car park. and. Yeah, I find that's really been a great change in my life that I'm really enjoying. And I've seen sunrises now that I get time to enjoy that I would have slept through previously. So yeah, it's good. So did you do 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 you do that on site or online, like waking up early and then going? And well, I've seen to since we've been in lockdown, I've continued that. I, I get up um, at the same time. And I've got. I've started going to bed earlier and getting up earlier, and maintaining a, the same sleep routine, whether it's holidays or um, you know weekends or work or on site or at home. Everyone says it's really good for your well being to maintain a regular sleeping pattern, and I'm finding it really does help. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better um, for for just regularly sleeping and waking at the same time. So. It's been really good and I really enjoy the peaceful, quiet mornings just by myself um, before the world begins. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's very um, peaceful, it sounds like. Um, yeah. So, what is your... Uh, well, was, oh, what's your favourite um, moment teaching so far? Oh, look, I have lots of favourite moments, but they're all sort of proud teacher moments they're moments when um i think you might remember one of the moments in our class um in year eight where there was uh, one of the girls in the class uh, let's just call her the one with really long hair yeah. um was we were learning how to write body paragraphs and um students were so proud because they, they thought they wouldn't be able to do that till vce but in year eight they were so proud that the fact that they could do it and we'd, we'd learned how to do it and they were so proud. And I was asking students to write theirs on the board. And students were writing body paragraphs up on the board, so proud of their own work. And for me, they're the moments where I just, it's like a mum moment really, but it's, you know, it's really seeing someone who thought they couldn't and is now just so proud of the fact that they can. It's always those, those moments where, you know, where, where you brighten someone's day. I mean, 
this is probably, you know, not something I'd, I'd tell too many people, but, um, you know, I, I would often go to the canteen and just buy a couple of extra icy poles. And, and on my way back to my desk, I'd, I'd walk past people either sitting on their own or looking like they're not having a smile on their face. And I'd just offer them an icy pole and keep walking. And they often wouldn't know who I was, but I remember being at school sometimes and, and just having down days and they were really long days if you're you know on on the outer with your friend group or you've got no one to sit with or you you know you've just had a bad test or something and sometimes just a, a moment of um unexpected icy pole can can change the trajectory of your day and i like to do that as often as i can that sounds really like nice um so do do you miss that like now that we're online like do you miss doing that yeah, I do. I mean, I try to do other sorts of things. So I look up uh, when students' birthdays are and, and um, you know, and I try and um, tell all of their teachers so that they can send them a message to brighten their day because we're in lockdown for such a long time. Or, um, you know, just try and think of different ways that we can run a team assembly and, and have, uh, you know, a cahoot or everyone share their pets during a class or something, something that connects us as humans Um that makes me happy and it makes it seems to make others happy too. Some people like a lockdown because um, a lot of introverted people enjoy the time. Yeah. But there's others who are struggling. The good thing about it is because um, uh, there's a lot of um, a lot of talkers, right? And, I mean, it can be good and it can be bad, but, like, I can focus now. Just focus on the work and get it done. So that's, always, that's it. That's always what I've been doing during this lockdown thing. And, and there's no distractions yeah, exactly. from, you don't have to wait while your teacher deals with other students with whatever, for whatever reason. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it can be, it can be good. It can be good. Yeah, definitely. Um, what is your big, what has been the biggest challenge in your career? Um, I, I just think often resources, um, and just time, um, there's just never enough time to do what you'd love to do for everyone. Um, you know, with classes with about 25 students, you just, you just love to be able to give everyone, you know, what they need when they need it. And there's just never enough time. Um, but I go about my day knowing that. So I try and make every moment count and, you know, just do the best I can. Yep. Wow, that's that's very um that's a really nice answer actually. Um so how do you balance being a teacher and having a life? Uh it's uh when I before I had children, easy. I felt like I had heaps more spare time, but um having children is takes up a big part of my life, which is great. That's that's a great part of my life. Um so so right now it's um I'm a coordinator this year as well as a teacher um so it's it's a lot it's just it's a lot of work it's it's work heavy this part of my life but that's okay i i keep telling myself i chose this <laughs> these are my choices and um i won't be working at this level of intensity forever mm -hmm. I, i'm looking at it for this period of time um and i just try and live in the moment and enjoy what i'm doing and it does get overwhelming at times um but then I'm aware that it does get overwhelming and, and I take time to, you know, relax when I can. 
Um, so, what do you remember about being a kid? Like your childhood? Well, um, I remember that I didn't have um, a lot of um, choice over what I did, which is why I probably teach the way I do, because I like, I, I never enjoyed um, being told what to do and where to go and, you know, just having no power or, um, autonomy or um so as a teacher I, I try and give students agency as often as possible you know choices over what kind of task they'd like to do or choice of how they'd like to learn um because and, and most every everything I do comes from how I felt when I was younger it's a really powerful time that I don't think people place enough um importance on how it really molds you as a person um I, I had, I grew up as one of three girls in three years and both my sisters were seen as really clever. And uh, so everyone sort of gets labelled and I was sort of, you know, the middle child. <laughs> Notice me. So now I'm a teacher so that I can have all of the, all the classes running, you know, with chats and, and games and activities the way that I would have loved to have learned when I was younger. Yeah. So um, the way that you, your childhood's pretty much shaped the way that you teach, pretty much. I think so, yeah. I think that pretty well sums it up. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever not know what pathway you were going to go down? Yes, lots of times. Um, so I just did the next best thing until that sort of pathway revealed itself. So I... I remember uh, being in year 12 and not knowing what I wanted to do or even in year 10 and 11 and not knowing what subjects I wanted to choose because I didn't know what career I wanted. So I just kept choosing what I liked, what I was good at, what I enjoyed, what I could succeed in. Um, and then that, and then I applied for uni doing, you know, I still didn't know what I wanted to do when I applied for uni. Um, but you just keep, keep doing what you like and it, it keeps evolving and mm -hmm. and the thing is these days the job that you might end up doing might not even exist yet i mean when i was your age there was no such thing as the internet that that began in when i was in year 11 um you know there was no email there was no so now you think about all the people who work in the it industry that those jobs didn't even exist a long time you know 10 20 20 odd years ago so your your job might not you can't even plan for some jobs yet. So just keep doing what you love, I think, is a really good plan. That's really interesting. That should be a um, motivational quote. Um, yeah. Just do. Uh, just keep doing what you um, love doing. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, what was your biggest inspiration? Um, biggest inspiration? Um, I think people who who do what I do um, in a way that I find inspiring. So I, you know, there's teachers who, when I was, when I was a first year out, um, who I really liked the way that they inspired people or, um, you know, just, just people who have character traits more than anything um, that, that I um, would like to emulate. Um, but there's, you know, there's people who, who don't take themselves too seriously, people who um, like to have a joke. I love nothing more than to have a joke and a laugh, you know. Um, they say life's short, but it's the longest thing you're ever going to do. So I like to make 
my days enjoyable um, and spending time with people who like to do that. Um, there's a lot of people who are very serious um, and I feel like you can do the same job with just inject a bit more fun into it, you know. Yeah. That's, That's my opinion. That's not yeah. all, not necessarily correct, just how I like to. Oh, yeah. Well, it's very true, though. It's very true. Um, so if you could, if you could, um, have a day where you could do anything, no matter how expensive, what would you do? See, I don't think money has anything to do with it. One of my favorite things in life would just be to be camping. Yeah. That's one of the most, I love swimming anywhere I can go. I love camping because I can swim and I can have an open fireplace. And because of all the lockdowns, I've put an open fireplace and a pool in my backyard because we're locked in here. So I've kind of, whenever we go on holidays, it's always to somewhere where we can swim um, and often places with an open fire. So now I've got that at home. So I, I, I have that all the time. So that's pretty much, it doesn't take money, I don't think, uh, to make you happy. I, you can see really um, unhappy billionaires. It's, yeah. um, it's a point of view, I think. Um, but just doing small things, uh, um, you know, small, small things like, you know, a hot chocolate um, of an evening, things like that can be really, it doesn't have to be a trip to Disneyland, yeah. but that can be good too. Yeah. Um, so what has been the best vacation you've been on? Um, when I was in my 20s, I went to, um, I went to Paris um, and England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, around there for about four weeks um, with my husband before we were married. And that was great. I mean, just there's no time in my life where I've taken four weeks out to go on a holiday. So that was, um, it was really interesting. I just went and saw castle after castle after castle. <laughs> so that's. Um, yeah, it sounds really nice. Yeah, going to all the cafes in Paris and, you know, the Eiffel Tower and all the very touristy things, but, you know, bucket list things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, how has um, COVID affected you personally and as a teacher? Um, as a teacher, I'm, I'm twice as busy. Um, personally, it sounds terrible because it's affecting the world, but I... And fine with the lockdown personally. Um, yeah, same here. It's taken out a lot of the, uh, you know, the the annoying things in life, like making school lunches and, and washing uniforms, and um, you know, the nighttime routine and and just the busyness of life and the school sport, the after school sports, and just all of the things that you'd have to just. I feel a sense of calm yeah. and. Um, and, and I feel terrible that the kids can't play their sports and things like that, but I know they'll come back. Yeah. But just for now, we're not running around like mad people rushing to and from. Where it's really uh, the sense of calm is just yeah. enjoyable for me. Uh, so actually, we were because um, I was working. Uh, I was working at a specific Woolworths, um, and. There was a case, like one of the team members had a case. I had to lock down in my like house, and my mum had to um, lock down as well. So it actually, um, the sense of calm was there for my mum because she's always working. Like she, she was an essential worker, so she's working 
working, working, working. But when we all had to isolate, she finally, like, didn't work. Like, she stayed at home. She watched her shows and she said it was, like, one of the best things for her. Yes. And I think a lot of mums feel that. Um, and I have really taken this when When, as a full-time working teacher, would I have the opportunity to, to be at home with my kids? We're having hot lunches and... You know, they're wearing pyjamas all day and I can, sometimes I'm teaching and I've got my kids sitting next to me and they'll be growing up one day and so I'm enjoying the hugs while they're here. I'm enjoying teaching them how to make scrambled eggs on toast, you know, that they can make for lunch for us or I can make. It's, it's just, it's a, a moment in time that I, I, I never expected to have and I feel terrible because people are unwell and oh, in yeah. hospital. There are people who've died um, so it's not obviously like, it's that's not, it's not amazing, so, but it's like no. If, you, if you're not I'm, directly affected by it, then it's exactly. a bit of a vacation, a bit of an exactly. I'm, I'm I'm making lemonade out of out of the lemons that COVID has given us. Yeah, you know, I'm exactly. I'm seeing the good in it. I'm gardening when I would never have before. Yeah, I'm also gardening as well. Um, yeah. So what what has online teaching been like for you? Do you prefer teaching online or do you miss the personal touch? Oh, look, I miss humans um, <laughs> in person, um, but I'm, I'm okay online. My IT skills have increased, which I think has been great for a lot of older teachers too who weren't really used to it. I think a lot of teachers were using Google Classroom anyway, but some would never have. Yeah. And I think Google Classroom and things like that are great resources for students um, and I think it's really, uh, there was something else I was going to say, I forgot. Um, yeah, but I, I miss the, I miss, I miss people, but also I was, I've been, I teach international classes anyway, because of COVID there, there are some students who, um, from China and Vietnam, um, Turkey, Italy, who couldn't come back. Um, and so I, this year, um, I've been teaching BCE classes for international students online, even when I'm on site. So I've been one of the teachers who've been probably more prepared for this because yeah. I was already doing uh, online teaching. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say his name, but um, he was the teacher right after um, the next year. Uh, and the thing what he was doing, he he did like online lectures on uh, on the whiteboard, and then. He'd put it on the Google Classroom, and then in the class, because it was still on-site, we would go onto Google Classroom and then watch it. So then, like, he didn't really have to teach the same thing again, because he'd already have it recorded. Uh, and then, when we went to online learning, he was really, really good at it, because he already had all of the practice. So I feel like, it, as you were saying, a lot of people already knew how to do it, and that helped, but people who didn't know their classes were a little bit hard to follow. Yes. And and that, I mean, last year was really hard because to get all the curriculum ready, but this year I found, because we did so much of that last year, yet a lot of it is online ready. I mean, it's it's a little bit different. It's just you're adding in more steps because you're not there to, to hold, you know, to help in person. And some, some people, the, the more that's written on the page, the more daunting it looks as a task. So that's really hard to sort of create yeah. those tasks too. Because mm. there's a lot of, because uh, like, a lot of people are different. 
So there's different learning styles. People learn better with the group, but then some people learn better by themselves. With me, I work good as a group and by myself. So it's sort of, I've enjoyed some of it and not enjoyed some other bits. Yeah, you really, you inspire people in the class to work because your work ethic is so good and you're so focused that people around you are motivated to work more. So you're a good leader in a group. We need people like you in group work. Yeah, but sometimes it can be a bit shy. That's what it is. Yeah, that's just practice. Yeah. Um, So it's really all of my questions. So do you have any final comments for this uh, little thing? No, it's like no time has passed since I've spoken to you last. Um, You're doing really well. I'm really, really proud to see you working so well and, and... producing a radio program yeah oh it's it's not like radio that level yeah it's more like small uh, production company level but it will get it will i think it might get there who knows exactly you don't start at the olympics exactly exactly <laughs> uh, so this is fantastic have you enjoyed this interview so far this has been great i um i've really enjoyed it i i, I don't get to speak to many people at the moment so <laughs> it's been great to speak to you. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say, like, I never thought, like, I would talk to a, um, a teacher like that because what I thought was that there's, like, a um, some sort of policy or a um, state where, like, professional thing where the teachers aren't supposed to talk to their kids like this. So that's why I didn't even think I'd be able to. Yeah, look, I mean, your parents know, um, you know, it's, it's all recorded, it's all, yeah. you know. It's all fine. We're human beings. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's really it. Um, thanks for um, being here, and I guess that's it. Um, yeah, it's been great to catch up. Thank you so much.